Welcome to Boy Problems Podcast, hosted by three friends who were brought together by their heroin-addicted partners. We became each other's biggest support through some of life's toughest times. We're not licensed professionals, and nothing in this conversation is professional advice. But we hope our stories offer a glimpse into how these issues weave into our everyday lives. You're not alone. We can all get through it together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Boy Problems Podcast. Today, we're going to do a check-in with everyone. We haven't done one in a while, and a couple things have happened, so we're just going to check in. Yeah. Who um, wants to start? I can. I can. <laughs> Go for it. Go <laughs> for How are things going? So, I believe in a previous episode, I've shared that Steve has done a lot of bad things with money, and since then... He has not had any access to our bank account, so I, we made him a baby bank account, and so I would keep, in the beginning, I would only keep like $20 in there at a time, then it graduated to $50 at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the years, it's gotten more, and a, one time, he has asked me, like probably a year or two ago, like, hey, can I have access to the account where he could get the app on his phone and check the money and things like that, or transfer money, because there's been many a times he's been at the grocery store where he just doesn't have any money, and I'm nowhere <laughs> to be contacted, and he gets really upset by that, but uh, I finally decided, I don't know why, to uh, let him into the bank account, like give him access, and I changed the password, I changed the password to something very, mm, what do you call it? funny like so when he typed in the Clever. password yeah when he typed in the password he'd he'd have to think about hurting me when he would take it <laughs> <laughs> so the password is something you know yeah you to make to him us, think to make him think and so i gave it to him and i was you know we were just sitting on the floor with the kids and i was like hey i changed the password to x and you can get in and he said thanks and i was like no, oh, that's shitty. Like, he just, he didn't even, like, this is a big fucking deal for me. Right. And I was like, and I said, okay, well, if you take the money, you're going to fuck up your family. So that's that. And he was like, I know. And then we moved on. And then a day or two later, he, he did. He was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I felt bad. Like, after you gave me access to the bank account, like, I know that was a big deal. He's like, I shared about it in my meetings. And everyone's like, whoa, great job. He's like, but I don't think I told you how much that meant to me. Or Aww, So it was sweet that sweet afterwards yeah. and said how much it meant to him. So I don't feel anxiety about him being in the money. I think it's just one of those things where if, if he is going to take money, he's going to take money and use it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So does he have like a debit card or is it just so you can look into the account? Yeah. So he has a debit card. Got it. Okay. So, so he's he like full, you guys are full, full joint sharing. Now. Yeah. Full, yeah. So he still has his baby, <clears throat> excuse me, his baby bank account where he has to transfer money from, he technically can't touch the money in any of the other accounts because they still have like 15 because of all the whatever. Mm-hmm. But he could, he could transfer a chunk of money to his own account his own account and then use it on his debit card but at least i'd see it and it, he's not touching mm-hmm. yeah our other account so i could see oh wow he took out five hundred dollars like mm-hmm. this is something i need to and so you still have a security for yourself Correct. right so like not all of your money is in one basket like you have if he did that it wouldn't he couldn't take everything you have no right. i think the bank has like a three thousand cap mm-hmm max per day Mm -hmm. so i mean that wouldn't be fun for him to do but (laughs) i would still we i'd still be alive yeah okay yeah Yeah. well that's good though and you said you don't 
know why you decided to do this all of a sudden you're just no yeah like i said he asked once like a year and a half ago and i just started bawling because i couldn't just weren't ready i wasn't ready Mm -hmm. then i was like oh you know here we go let's 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 do it yeah i mean it says a lot about yeah about how far you've come and because money's a big thing for me right yeah 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 that's cool anything else well, we've just been an asshole lately. I think it's different. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, yeah. Uh, the holidays just throw off his meeting schedule. Oh. And so he's just a jerk. And I notice, like, if he doesn't at least get to three meetings, he's just a real jerk to be around. Interesting. So, you know, I know I feel better after I go to counseling. And so this is basically his counseling session. So mm-hmm. it's just being in touch with one another of him trying to go to meetings. It puts more stress on me. But... You know, do I want to deal with him being a jerk or the mm-hmm. two kids mm-hmm. being jerks? I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's that's been rough. But yeah. we'll get through it. So has he made time to go to meetings during the holidays or, like, no. is it? Okay. Just because you guys are, you have a, a lot of other stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, out and about. So we needed to be more mindful about that. We did not come up with a plan before the holidays. Like, Hey, we know we're going to go to my dad's on Monday, your parents on Tuesday. You know, we didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. We probably should have, but it's always weird. Like he'll, maybe if he missed meetings this week, he won't be a jerk this week. He'll be a jerk next week. So then it's like, oh, it takes so a you, like, week. Don't think about delay. it. It's interesting. Right. So then if he's a jerk this week, I'm like, Oh, well you didn't go to any meetings last week. Great. Mm-hmm. So we have to just be mindful. And we'll always have to be mindful of that. Like when he's a jerk, does that mean that he's just being like short with you or short grumpy? Views, or... Grumpy with the kids, grumpy with me, just grumpy. Life, like I call him chicken little. Like, like <laughs> the sky is falling mm-hmm. because there's dishes in the sink. It's like, Jesus. Interesting. Come on. That's so, interesting. So, overall, yeah. things are going well. That's good, That's good. for us. Yeah. Cool. Who's next? Um, I'll check in. So it's been over a month now that Jake and I broke up and yeah, it doesn't seem like them. feels like it's been forever because the days feel long sometimes, (laughs) but then it also feels like, I don't know, short. So Mm -hmm. it's weird. Um, But we had not had any contact since that day that we broke up, which is something that I've been struggling with a lot and I I don't know I guess a little bit of me had expectations that he would try to reach out or it would be like like he'd realize Mm -hmm. how bad he fucked up and like what he was losing and so it's been really hurtful to have not heard anything and then it's easy I think my mind started going into the place of like oh he doesn't even care like Hmm. has he even cared about me for the last nine years like Right. I don't know where I have all of these facts of how I know that's not true. Like that he de- did love me, probably like does love me, but your mind can just like really fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was struggling with that. And then also getting closer to Christmas and everything. And it's like salt in the wounds. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's talking about their plans and yeah, just a reminder. So I had a lot of anxiety going into the holidays, but I actually think that I was like building up, like building it up more than like what it actually was. Like on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, like I was with my family. We had a nice 
time. Like we just ate and played games. Like I was in good spirits. Um, I definitely thought like there a lot of times where I was like, oh, I wish Jake was here. Or I miss this. Or like last year we did whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I guess I was afraid that I'd just be really like depressed yeah and crying and, and I it was wasn't your, your first Christmas what without him in nine years yeah so this would have been our 10th Christmas yes that's together. a long and time like with his family like his family we always get together with them on the 23rd that's been another piece I've really been hurt by his family um because we were like pretty close and mm-hmm. yeah and I've not really heard anything from them and you know I start wondering like oh are they mad at me or do they not care or I don't know what mm-hmm. is going on so I've thought a little bit um I might eventually like just reach out with them reach out to them to try and I don't know maybe get some closure on that end but I haven't yet because I don't even know like how I would start yeah <laughs> so and they're um, dealing with the situation too, just in their different yeah. way. Like, and like that's part of. I wonder. I'm like, well, I'm like, are they dealing with the situation? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, based on like what I've known in the past, I'm feeling like they're probably just pretending like things are okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what's happening. That's hard yeah. too. But um, I actually. On Christmas Eve, I was at my parents and I got a text from Jake and I like did a double take. I don't know, because I've been like just waiting for so long, like just hoping like eventually I'll look at my phone and Mm -hmm. there will be his name. Yeah. (laughs) And then it finally was there and I was like, oh my gosh. And it just said, you know, Merry Christmas. Um so I, I texted you guys immediately. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I got this text and now I don't even know what to do. Like, my mind just goes to like, how do I want to answer this? There's so much to say, but I don't, I don't know. And I was like worried about, I didn't want to just like say things of like, oh, I miss you and give this idea. Um, how is it? My counselor always talks about, um, like the addict part of the brain will look for like any excuse to like justify or validate that like what they're mm-hmm. doing is fine. Mm-hmm. So if so I wanted to be careful about being like, oh I miss you because then I I just pictured the little like addict in his mind being mm-hmm. like, oh see, you're fine. Like you don't have to change yeah. anything. She's still she's still there. Right. Um yeah, probably way overthinking <laughs> so that's that is how i always am um so i ended up just responding um with merry christmas to you too um like i missed the way things were mm-hmm. and then he replied with a series of texts that just was like i miss everything too like i've been crying all day I just hate lying like this. Like, it's miserable. So that all told me that he's still using Mm -hmm. or lying at least. Like, he hasn't come clean at the halfway house. Um, And I just responded and I was like, yeah, I wonder every day, like, why you chose that. But, like, you're the one who has to make, like, you're the only one who can 
make a change and like you have to want it so mm-hmm. and he was just like I know I just haven't had the guts to do it and it's just like so frustrating mm-hmm. on my end where I'm like oh my gosh you could just come clean like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know um, it seems so easy to us it's like yeah it's like I can see so clearly where I'm like here here are the answers right like you could end all of this but mm-hmm. Instead, it's just going on and on. Um, But it did give me, like, just a little bit of relief to have, like, heard from him and to know, I don't this might sound bad, know that, like, things aren't great for him. Yeah. You don't want them to be. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because it's, like, I've been pretty upset and Mm -hmm. feeling like shit. So it's, like, oh, good. I'm glad you are, too. Yeah. Um. And then I talked to him on Christmas Day, like, that night I got home. and On the phone? Yeah, I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to call him. And Mm -hmm. so I felt like he kind of opened the door. Mm -hmm. And so I, because I was adamant about not being the first one Mm -hmm. to reach out. So I called, and he didn't answer. And I (laughs) thought, fuck, see, like, why did I do this to myself? Now I'm going to be in this, like, place of oh, why didn't he answer? Mm-hmm. Um, but he luckily texted back and was like, hey, give me a sec. Like, I'll call you back in a few. But then a few, it like turned out, it was like a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so he finally called and he said he was at the house. They were finishing a movie. Mm. Um, and so we talked for like an hour. Oh, yeah, it was a long time. Um Basically, he did most of the talking, and he was just, it was the same thing of, like, where he's just waiting, kind Mm -hmm. of, to get caught, and he was saying that, you know, he was like, I've been miserable, like, it sucks, I hate, like, lying, Um, but he was like, and I know what I need to do, I just, like, can't make myself do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, and he told me that because jail, he was supposed to go to jail January 6th. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, that actually got pushed back till February now mm. for whatever, whatever reason. Um, and I thought this was very telling of, like, the addict mind. And he was like, yeah. And so I'm, like, super, like, bummed about that because it was, he was like, I had this plan that I would come clean to the house before I went to jail because he's going to mm-hmm. get kicked out, obviously. And then he would detox in jail. And, like, that would be the start of yeah. recovery. And I was just like, yeah, well, you know, that's a nice plan. I was like, but, again, like, this is you trying to put all of mm-hmm. the pieces and make it work for you in the most, like, convenient, comfortable mm-hmm. way as opposed to just being, like, I can't do this anymore. I need help. Like, right. you're still in that. Resisting the surrender. Like, yeah. 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 And he he recognized that and agreed. And he was like, yeah, I, I know. And But, again, it's like he knows these things. Yeah. And he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also helped. We talked a little bit. And he said, you know, that he's, like, missed our life. And that he hasn't called. Because he was like, I... And doing the same shit. Like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing new to tell you. I don't have any good news. And um, 
he was like, I can't believe that, you know, we haven't talked for over a month. And so while the conversation wasn't like, oh, great, like things are changing. Um, I don't know. I felt more at peace afterwards, like where I just felt better knowing like, okay, he has felt bad Mm -hmm. and he does miss me and I don't know like like you feel you made the right decision for you of ending a relationship you think that in any way um well (laughs) logically yes I've this whole time have felt like I made the right decision because I felt like that was the decision to make like he's not yeah getting help right um but I still don't feel like that's the decision that I want it to be. So right. I don't know. I go back and forth on that. And like, I catch myself sometimes thinking like, well, maybe if like we were together, maybe he's just needing more like love and support. Mm-hmm. And, and then I have to remind myself like that he's had that for many years. And yeah. so I don't know. I, yeah. It's a lot of, reminding myself things he did say which helped me feel which i'm not real really questioned my like me kicking him out in the summer um i've always felt like that was the right thing to do then um but he was saying at the house they're still doing the they've been doing the 12 step like big book study so every sunday night they do one Mm -hmm. chapter Mm -hmm. and he said that he was like, yeah, the ironic thing is, is I'm almost done with the, like, the big book study. And he was like, but I'm still using. And he was like, but it's, um, he was like, it's really awesome. And I've liked it so much. He was like, that's honestly, he was like, the best thing, like, of you kicking me out of the house and making me leave. Like, me getting into the recovery house and, like, finding this big book study so i was like well that's positive (laughs) right um it's just so weird like all he's doing all of these Mm -hmm. positive things but he's still like he's using Mm -hmm. during all of it i don't know i guess i can just hope that those pieces he's like picking up something Mm -hmm. right and that eventually that will work out for him like he was even talking about when he eventually sponsors somebody. Oh my gosh. It's like he's living like these two in these two worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. I yeah, that's hard. Yeah. He's just not thinking clearly, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. But he wants it's like he knows what right looks like. Yeah. And he enjoys right. Yeah. But he also can't stop doing drugs <laughs> right it's like he it's like he wants both well and it's like i think like he just wants somebody to like force it to end for him but i don't know what else there is because he went to jail he was arrested he could have been forced like you could have seen that as being forced you yeah. said you have to like we're done until you do this so that could have been a force it's like yeah i don't it's like what else like he overdosed and i guess i mean mm-hmm. at this point like of being caught got it like 
Like, I don't think he's going to just come clean. Like, he wants to be caught own. by, like, a specific person. Like, by, <laughs> yeah. like, by the house. Like, he wants to be caught by the house. Because yeah. then they would be, like, you have to move out. And that right. would sort of yeah. propel, like, okay, well, now is the time to go to treatment. Which he brought, he was talking about treatment. And he said, he was like, well, I didn't think that I needed to go to detox then because I had only, like, it was like I was using, like, once a week or whatever. And he was like, but now. So he's using more frequently now. Yeah. I think. Um, He was like, but now I would need detox. And he was like, but then. And so he, like, says that. And he's like, oh, clear. And he's like, but I'm worried about going to detox because of my job. I'm like. You won't have a job. It's the same amount of time you'll go to jail. (laughs) So, like, yeah. So, same old there where he's thinking. But I felt better just, like, after the conversation. Like, it put some of the, like, crazy thoughts that I was having, like, to bed for now. I think that just shows really clearly how – I think we talked about it in one of your earlier check-ins, like – way back when this was starting that um like they like they obviously like he obviously really cares about you but his mm-hmm. mind is not in the place like his mind is split 50 50 between this life he has in recovery quote unquote mm-hmm. and his life using and it's like there's no space for anything else like yeah. for him to think about that stuff and then comes a holiday and he's like he's like forced to think about his family and things. Mm-hmm. And then, then you hear from him, which is what's interesting is like, it takes like that because it's just like, it's obvious he's so consumed by these two worlds he's living in. Yeah. It's like, there's no room I'm trying to maintain it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just the next moment, the next day, the next. Mm-hmm. And also the fear of like, even though he says he wants to be caught, like there has to be some fear around that. Well, yeah. So yeah. then it's, like, the anxiety of, like, okay, is today the day I'm going to get caught? Is today the day I'm going to get caught? And it's, like, just end the freaking cycle for yourself. Like, oh, yeah. Just pull the ripcord. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, what are you yeah. doing? I told him that, too. I was, like, I know that, you know, it, it would probably suck to have to come clean or then find out and then go into detox. Like, all of that is going to be hard and terrible. But then it will be better sooner yeah and like right now you're just in this limbo of fear anxiety like maintaining this lie which is terrible every day and this could go on if he doesn't die first right that's what for like say. months i'm like yeah. you're just prolonging it where you have the ability to like make it stop right now and then you'd be that much right. closer to things getting better and yeah it's and it's so like that boggling it's like that um like he's t- taking it for granted. Like he's assuming that that day will come that he gets caught. But he, but he's. It's like he doesn't realize those. Every time he uses, he has like a chance of dying. Yeah. Or of the situation it's becoming like he worse. Just has put that out of his mind. Right. Like where it's like you can't even think about. Yeah. That. But it's like so you don't even know if you'll make it there because right. you're in the meantime you're t- you're like you're rolling the dice every mm-hmm. single time and it's like you could end that like you could just start that now and have a better chance it's, but it's just so clear like how their brains just Not they don't make sense yeah <laughs> working properly right yeah well so yeah. that's it 
Glad you at least talked to him and you didn't. Yeah, I'm. I'm that glad he, that you got that. Yeah, you know, that he ignored you for much longer. Right. <laughs> that was shitty. <laughs> yes, it is. It was. Yeah, but so um, I'll go. <laughs> what do you want to talk right, about, Alice? So um, my my check in is uh, about a month ago. I, I guess we haven't done a check in in a while. So my um, Charlie relapsed. Uh, I guess it was a month or so ago. I don't remember. So it would have been, it would have been right when, right around the time that I broke up with Jake. It was right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. Because you were yeah. at my house. Yeah. That yeah. Weekend. Yeah. So it was right before Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. So, so he's been clean for, the, this would have been like his seventh month. Yeah. About seven months since the last one. Um, it was one of those things where I'd like I'd gone to bed early, so I mean I'm pregnant. I go to bed early every day, but like <laughs> I went to bed really early, and like something woke me up. I think it was just like probably had to pee or something, but um, I woke up and it was around like midnight, and he's out there playing Rocket League, which is like normal. He always does that, but I hadn't really talked to him that night because I'd gone to bed before he got home, so I was like going in there and just like going to talk to him and catch up a little bit and instantly I could tell like he had done something and I was like okay so like he gets this like he had done coke and so um he gets like sweaty and mm. he, he's like more hyper like he he's usually has a very chill temperament where he's kind of like even keeled but um he gets like he's more excited and it's just like well that's weird <laughs> and so so I'm talking to him and I'm like what what'd you take and he's like what are you talking about i'm just jacked on this game like no you're not and then so then he's like okay i don't know why i did it like i did coke today and like i don't like he's like i had been thinking about it for like three days and i like kept thinking over and over again like all the things that i could do to not do it and it's like and i just couldn't stop this train and like i did it and so um so we talked about that and then the interesting thing for me was that this was like one of the very first times I mean there's always a sense of like anger with all of them but mm-hmm. this was like one of the very first times where I was legit like pissed off like really mad because it was it just seemed so stupid it was like his rationale was like I couldn't like I couldn't call my sponsor and I I went to a meeting but I couldn't get the like I couldn't say it you know like I couldn't admit it to anyone and I was just like and then he said something that really pissed me off I don't even know if I told you guys this yet because he t- said this like uh, we've talked about this since but he was like I, it's like because I'm pregnant and he was like it was like in my mind it was like my last hurrah and I was like <laughs> you mother p- like uh, that's I was so mad I was yeah. like that is not mm-hmm. okay like what a selfish reason and I think in the, like in the moment he was just trying to like rationalize it for himself mm-hmm. and like I don't know if it was his own way of dealing with it but I was like nope wrong thing it set me off <laughs> like yeah. I was like that's I was like that's the most immature like selfish thing I've ever heard and like all of this stuff and so I was angry for like a few days um like a long time actually and then what happened like I had um had this like I don't know like it just sent me into like this 
anxiety, like also being pregnant, my anxiety has been just way different, but it just sent me into this like anxious, like few days and like turned into like this whole week of just feeling like so out of control because it's like, number one, I'm pregnant and I feel like out of control of my body. Everything's changing. Mm -hmm. My life is changing. You know, it's like, all aspects of my life and then he does this and I'm like I was just counting on him like to kind of be stable for a little while because I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to get through the next five months you know like how I'm going to get like I don't know so I just was in that that mindset of like that was my mindset at the time like when this happened was like just struggling through this pregnancy. I'm not really like loving being pregnant and I'm feeling like so overwhelmed all the time because we have a baby coming and like, and that was when things were fine. And then you relapse. And now it's like my whole world just felt like, what the hell? Like, I don't know how I'm going to get my grips. And so it took a little bit for that. So that was kind of my cycle. It was like, I was angry. And then it was like, I felt really out of control and like anxious and all of this stuff. And, um, and then, um, I talked to my spot, my, my sponsor, I talked to my counselor, um, it was probably a week and a few days later. And by that point, I was like, that was the first person I had told that, like, this is what's happening. Because I was just so kind of in my own anxiety and in my own, like, world that I hadn't really – I wasn't even – at the time, I didn't even relate it to his relapse. I was just like, I'm pregnant. And I don't know. I was just like, I feel so weird all the yeah, time. Because we had seen each other yeah. a few times in that in that and while this was going on. And we even we recorded an episode. Yeah. And, like I didn't tell you there, guys. You didn't tell us. Like we no. had no idea that it was no, like, because going on. My coping mechanism was like, I can't deal with that right now. It was mm-hmm. like compartmentalizing, like I have to get myself like back to feeling normal and like sane first and that took a minute (laughs) and so so then once I felt like okay I can do this like it was like I had this pep talk with myself in the shower I was like you can because before I got pregnant I was just like I if he decides to just go off and live his life using like I'm gonna be okay you know like I have a good job I have enough money to support myself like I'm gonna be okay but now that there's a baby coming, it was like, am I going to be okay? Like, mm. how does this change? And like, how would, you know, I don't know. It just like, it took me longer to get to that place of like, I'm going to be fine without him. So it was a little mm-hmm. bit of that. Like, I don't know. I just didn't feel confident that like I could do it without him. I know that I can. But in that moment, it was like, I just felt very insecure in my own like <laughs> Like in my own well-being and then there's a kid coming and then it just like compounded things for me. Yeah, the stakes feel higher. Yeah. And I was like, I hadn't really thought of myself as a single parent. Thought of myself as single before. Like, okay, I could date again and whatever. But not that I would want to, but I I had envisioned that for myself. I hadn't really actually thought about like, okay, there's a chance. I mean, I conceptually thought about there's a chance that I could be a single parent at some point in this journey. But when this happened, it was like, okay, well, maybe the chance is like actually real. Yeah. (laughs) Like maybe I will actually going to be a single parent in May (laughs) because I was, I didn't know how this was going to go and like, what was he going to do? And so 
it just took me a minute to kind of to get to the point where I was like, no matter what, I'm going to be fine. And usually it happens much faster. (laughs) So when I talked to my counselor, I had told her this and had kind of felt like I told her the whole story and I had felt like better about it. Like I'd finally felt like, okay, yes, I can. I can do this. And so then I told you guys, <laughs> like, yeah. like, hey, guys, okay, I finally got into the place where I can talk about the relapse because I had – I mean, I would shared with you guys about, like, how anxious I was that mm-hmm. whole time. And, like, I mean, I even, like, spent a week at my mom's house. Like, I le- – like, it was – I was feeling, like, so – just off. Well, and, you had this like weird allergic reaction yeah. going on. Too. I had a lot of, it was just a lot of things at once. Very overwhelming. So um, once I had gotten like myself feeling like more settled, then I felt like I could talk about the relapse. And in hindsight, it's like obviously these things are intertwined, you know, like that set me off on to, I was already kind of not feeling secure and stable and confident about it but then to have him relapse was like brought the reality of the situation in and made me deal with that and it just took me a minute to come back from it so yeah I told you guys and at that point I was like all right well I can talk about the relapse now and not feel like my world is going to end Mm. (laughs) because it was like I wasn't ready to talk about that because I wasn't sure how I how you felt yeah And so it took me a minute to kind of get to that point. But, yeah, so then, um, yeah, I don't know. What else did I – what am I missing? But I don't know. So now, I mean, I guess that's been a few weeks since you told us. Yeah. So how are you, like, doing now or how – How's Charlie doing? Like, yeah. Are things okay? So for him, so he relapsed that day and then he had a, he's stolen court. So like he had a drug test. So his side of the thing was he had a drug test and um, the next day, but skipped it because he knew he would fail, obviously. So he told them, he made this story about how we were out of town, <laughs> which this which is why he couldn't go to the drug test which he has to get that approved to go out of town so because he allegedly left town without telling them they put him on like a house arrest brace anklet thing for two weeks as his punishment for leaving town without getting it approved oh i didn't tell you this no oh um yeah i thought i didn't so he was on that but that was like that would have put him like at my parents' house, who don't know everything that's going on, with an ankle bracelet on. And so I was like, that added a whole other thing oh, to gosh, it. Yeah. And so um, he wrote a letter to the judge and was like, you know, explained the situation and kind of just said, you know, really want to spend the holiday with my family and my wife and all of this and kind of like pled his case. And so then he went to court um, and he got his – ankle bracelet off like the day before we left for Thanksgiving so he had to deal with all of that but one thing that's interesting is that like he dealt with it which like years ago he would have been so paralyzed by that like he would have just like let it play out he would have been super depressed about it you know I wasn't gonna let him come to Thanksgiving so he would have sat at home by himself and like so he was like proactive about it which is interesting So, what are your feelings though about him lying to like the court system about because like that's obviously not a like recovery yeah yeah it's dumb minded 
behavior. It um, doesn't make any sense. Like, but he did it because he had just graduated from the program like two weeks before. And he's like, I just like got this, whatever. He like had graduated and he was like, he's almost done. He's going to be done. So he was like, in his mind, relapsing was worse because it was like he disappointed them more. So mm-hmm. that was in like his kind of thought process. But I think he's an idiot and for doing that. And ultimately he got a worse consequence for being an idiot. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you would. So he was miserable for like ever wearing that ankle bracelet and like, you know, having to cover it up at work. It was just like a everyday reminder that yeah. he made a bad choice, which was probably good for him at the time. But yeah. so that was happening. So he, um, you know, got back into the group of things. I mean, he he never really stops doing, like, the things that are good for him even when he relapses. And that's, like, the, the hard part about it with him is that, like, there's no telltale sign of, you know, he stops doing – he stops going to the gym or he stops talking to his friends or whatever. It just kind of happens no matter what. So um, – there weren't a, like a ton of adjustments to make because typically he'd be like, well, you know, looking back, I probably should have done this. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. doing this. So there wasn't a bunch of that. So um, this time he decided it's time to do therapy and start like talking about things Yeah. because um, he's worked the steps. He's had sponsors and it's like he still relapses like the pattern is still there, even though there's more and more time between them. Like the pattern has not broken for him. So, you know, so he's seeking like more professional help to kind of figure out what this pattern is about. So, yeah, he's he's going to do cognitive behavioral therapy, which apparently is really helpful for addiction and recovery um, to like work through trauma. So he's going to start doing he st- he started that already. So that was his big thing like he was he had tried therapy a long time ago like at the beginning of recovery and it didn't go well at all. Like he just was not ready to kind of talk about things. So we'll see how it goes, but that was his thing that he thinks is missing. So that's the change, but yeah, so things for him are going fine. I mean, he's hasn't relapsed since we went to his um Vivitrol appointment together, which is something we've done for a year now, um, a couple weeks ago. So that yeah. took away like the, the, um, I, I know I talked about before, like the holidays being like just not knowing what's going on, but, um, that kind of took away the stress around, you know, upcoming Christmas and mm-hmm. things like that. So, uh, I mean, he could still use other drugs. Obviously, he was on Vivitrol when he relapsed, but less likely that he'll like, die and overdose in our bathroom on those things so that that stress is at least um not there so but everything's been fine we got through um the holidays fine we had a good good time together good time with our family and he seems to be back on track so i don't know that's kind of where we're at are you finding yourself like more i mean obviously the anxiety from what it was has like leveled out Mm -hmm. a little bit but are you finding yourself like thinking about him relapsing more or like thinking about that like single mom no no it's weird it's like no now that in my mind I have like I have accepted that I can do I can do it it's like I don't I'm not worried about it it's not something that I think about all the time it's just I I don't I don't know it's 
I just know I can and like I'll deal with it if it happens. But um, it's not something that it is weird, though, because, you know, um, I'll just put this together. But when we were shopping for a house, it's like I always construct a way to protect myself. Mm. So like when we were house shopping, like we bought a house that I could afford 100 percent on my own. Because I had always, like, worried, like, something happens. I don't want to be in a place where, like, I'm dependent on his income and if he loses his job or whatever. And so it is interesting, though, that after all this, like, dust settled, um, I'm, like, getting a doula for my birth. Like, like, preparing myself that even if he's not there, I would have someone. So it's, like, and I just kind of put that together, though. But, yeah, so I think I'm, like already like creating my own safety blankets like Mm -hmm. my own security um in it that like he's not the one person i'm relying on which i think i was doing before like emotionally because i was just so like overwhelmed with being pregnant i was like relying on him to like be the stable one when it's like there are other resources and other pieces to the puzzle that i can kind of put together to feel secure even if something happens, yeah. which is something I hadn't done, like, in relation to my pregnancy before. So, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. But I always kind of do that. I always, like, not that I want the worst case to happen, but, I mean, he went to a halfway house last year. If we had been in the house, like, what if we couldn't have afforded that? Like, right. him oh. not living, like, there and right. me being up. Like, I don't know. So, I just right. always try to think of, like, prepare for worst case and, like, hope for better mm-hmm. so so yeah so no i don't i'm not anxious about potentially being a single parent i think i would be fine like i have a really good family and i have a lot of support so i think i would it wouldn't it's not what i want obviously right but if it happened i would survive and when he relapsed i thought i wouldn't survive <laughs> it was mm-hmm. like i felt like that like i just wasn't in a That's place so raw yeah yeah initially. yeah and yeah. I was just so mad that it was like there's no good reason. Like nothing happened. Like you know, in the past, like real triggers have happened. Like a parent has died, or something real has happened. Like nothing has happened. Everything mm-hmm. is fine. And you just like get it in your mind, and you're like, mm, my last hurrah. And I'm like, man, yeah. And it's almost like so I, stupid. Not not that I would want him to go use heroin or whatever, but it's like coke isn't even his drug of choice. So like, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> why waste mm-hmm. <laughs> not yeah that's it sounds weird yeah it's like right. that makes it i know he hasn't used his drug of choice in over a year and it's like well a year it would have been a year on christmas mm. um so it's like he he's he says he doesn't he doesn't want to die because he could finagle like his shot and like yeah. he's done that in the past i mean he could do he it could if he wanted around it yeah and so um He's like, I don't want to die, but I can't, like, he can't stop the, the obsessive thought pattern. Like, and it's like, it happens. It'll get longer too. It'll be like, at the beginning, it was like a month and Mm -hmm. then it would happen. And then it was like, oh, the four month mark, something's going to happen because it took him a long time to get over that. And then it was like six months and now we got a little bit past that. And it's, and so it's just like, I don't know. It's just this obsessive thought pattern, which is what I think he hopes that therapy will help him figure out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird, but I've, I mean, I've thought of everything. It's like, what is the trigger? Where's the thing? Like, are you going to enough meetings? Are you, 
his whole life is recovery based. Like he's, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. there's, we're running out of things. It's like, it's him (laughs) and you have to figure it out. (laughs) Like talk it out. Something within him. Yeah. It's something going on like with you. What is it? Because I mean, it's, we're getting to the end of patience really. Like when his, when that was his reasoning, I was like, this is so annoying. This is so annoying, especially right now. So yeah. 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 But all right, well, that's our check-in for yeah. this week. Thanks for tuning in. Again, if you have any stories that you want to share with us, we're always happy to hear, happy to answer any questions, and keep coming back. Thanks for tuning in to Boy Problems Podcast. If you enjoyed today's discussion, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this episode. Find us on social media, and if you have questions or ideas for topics, email us at hello at boyproblemspod.com.